It's your old chuckle buddy, Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent October 1st in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Yeah, it's Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Sit down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. All right, class, sit down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. I'm your substitute teacher, Jonathan James Ramtram, private eye. Yeah, it's been a bum, lousy racket telling these jokes, working comedy. Temporary laborer, alcoholic, yeah, it's been a bum's racket. It's a mug's life. But you know what? Now I'm teaching substitute class. You know, I'm a grade one teacher. Heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. You kids know how to play that game? It's a way to kill time when you got nothing better to do as a teacher. See, there's nothing to do to be a teacher. You know, anybody can do it, really. Just got to read a couple books and then stand there in front of the class with a suit on acting like you know a goddamn thing or two. Well, you don't. So heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up, all right? And welcome to the podcast. <clears throat> you guys ever play that game? Heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. You like, you put your head down on the desk, you go face first, you, pl- you, 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 you head plant face first into your desk, and then you put your, ha- and you put your um, arm on the desk, and you stick your finger up in the air, your little thumb. I guess your big thumb. <laughs> Who has a little, th- uh, I don't know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? This one went to market, this one went home, this one went wee, wee, wee all the way to the market and then went to, uh, you know, Starbucks. But, uh, <clears throat> heads up, heads up, thumbs up, let's play 7-Up. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I trip myself up with my own blatherings and bumbling, <laughs> thinking too much, talking too much, blabbing too much. But yeah, I guess I was thinking about that. Heads down, thumbs up, let's play 7-Up. That's when I knew school was a crock of shit, you know? It's like, we spend all day listening to you babble and gab on about this and that. Fucking dilettante, fucking dummy, goofball, fucking bonehead, moron, dipshit, fucking candlestick, fucking teacher, degenerate fuck. Listen to me, sit here, do that, listen here, go there, this way, over here, listen. And then, like, when there's five minutes left of class, they try to act like they have a soul. Heads down, thumbs up, let's play 7-Up. We're going to kill the last five minutes of class. It's like, oh, you could be a fucking gentleman or a gentlewoman and let us go home early. What the fuck is this? I don't want to play heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. How about middle finger in the air, fuck you, I'm dropping out. That sounds like a fun game. So if you're new to my podcast, Jonathan James Ramtaran, actor, extraordinaire, stand-up comedian, extraordinaire, uh, temporary laborer, you know, I do all sorts of fucking menial fucking back-breaking labor just to turn a lousy dollar in this godforsaken economy, and I'm an uh, alcoholic. <laughs> my life's in turmoil, I'll never get it together, I'm a drunk loser, oh, oh, the pain, the pain of a thousand lonely nights, Ugh. no, it's okay, 
I'm a recovering alcoholic and I'm doing very well and very thankful to be uh, an alcoholic because uh, really, how else would I have ever learned? Some people say they're thankful for the alcoholism because it taught them how to be a human being, themselves, honest, realized in the moment of service, fill in the motherfucking blanks. But yeah, that's why I'm thankful for my alcoholism because it, uh, it taught me how to be a person. <clears throat> I mean, my family were a bunch of uh, afflicted people. They didn't really make an impact on my life in terms of like motivation or a guiding factor. Like I don't, unfortunately, I don't have any role models that way in my life. Teachers never meant anything to me. All of my heroes did drugs. And like, I was into like the performing arts and uh, music and, um, you know, authors and shit like that. Charles Bukowski, Henry Miller, Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat, that type of shit. And, you know, Garfield comics, Calvin and Hobbes, The Adventures of Tintin. Dim, dim, dim. Oh, sorry, no. That's actually um, Rupert. That was like the theme song from Rupert. If you ever watched Rupert, that uh, animated TV series about like a adolescent polar bear who wore a red cardigan and checkered yellow shorts. Well, checkered yellowed slacks, really. And he was like this little, like, I don't know, androgynous little fuck and he'd go around with his little buddies and like uh, do little misadventures and shit and he had like a wizard there was like a wizard in the show that like guided them and gave them little pieces of advice and shit so um you know these were like my heroes (laughs) never a teacher or some fucking um pencil and paper push a dummy you know fucking wu-tang clan You know, like, that's the type of shit I was on, you know? Like, I wasn't really into no fucking... That's all, folks. So, of course, I had to learn the hard way. So I can be thankful for my alcoholism today because, you know, it peaks and valleys, ups and downs, smiles and frowns. But, you know, it got me to a place of understanding. And uh, I'm alive, sober, and fortunate for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So yeah, I'm recording this one early today. Uh, Not early today, but like um, earlier. Because I usually put these out on Tuesdays, right? So this is a Monday. Monday, October 1st, 2018. First day, first Monday, first day of October. Ballin'. Kind of overcast and dreary. Luckily, I was sleeping for most of it. But, um, you know, it's overcast and dreary. Fucking dull, lackadaisical, um, bleary, and uh, whatever, though. You know, October usually is kind of fucked. One thing that I have going on for me, though, is uh, I'm going to be getting a pumpkin spiced latte sometime this month. I like to treat myself to a pumpkin spiced latte, even though I've never had one. But I'd like to treat myself to one because I always see them, right? I always see them at, like, Starbucks, right? now. Like, look at my chops, look at my lips, look at my, uh, look at my, um, you know, lipsticles. Just look at them, right? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Pumpkin spice latte. 
But I had to wait till October because like I didn't want to jump the gun and have one in September, even though they've been like on the market. I guess you can get one a year round, like a pumpkin spice latte. Probably not too hard to like, you know, talk a fucking barista into making one. Oh, come on, honey. Just, you know, get up, get behind there on that fuck. I want to see you work that fucking uh, uh, coffee grinder, baby. <laughs> I want you to blend me up a little fucking spice, spice latte there, honey. Sugar tits. And she'd be like, what the fuck? Get out of here. Get out of my establishment. What the fuck? I don't need to deserve this. I'm a fucking barista. I went to five years of culinary school. Five years of culinary college. I'm a fucking barista. Don't talk to me that way. But come on, baby. Make me a fucking pumpkin spice latte. I don't give a shit if it's out of season. Excuse me while I light my spliff and drink this fucking latte, bitch. (coughs) Yeah. So, uh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to get myself a fucking harassment uh, pumpkin spice latte. Sometime in October, you know? So, like, yeah, these are little things that are, like, um, you know, giving me hope, even though it's kind of a bleary-looking fucking October. It rained like a motherfucker last night. It was piss-pouring rain. Touchdown in Memphis in the pouring rain, home of the Delta Blues. When I was walking in Memphis, walking with my feet ten feet off a pier. When I was walking in Memphis, nobody feel the way I feel. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blue, in the middle of the pouring rain. It was pouring rain last night like a blood clot. Blood clot. Your bumper clot. Your re-raining, man. So now you know every little ting about the weather, the month October, and, um, you know, my little hopes and dreams for this month. Um, yeah. Um, hope you guys are ready for the municipal election. All my Torontonians out there, it's Municipal Election Month. People have been on the campaign trail the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks, gearing up for this municipal election. Vote to be casted on October 22nd. Get your pumpkin spiced lattes, get your ass down to your local uh, voting ballot box branch, city hall, whatever the fuck, and go make a difference in your community. Municipal elections are coming, and, um, you know, people have been, like, campaigning in my neighborhood, sticking little, like, uh, cards and fucking inspiring, inspiring little fucking blurbs of uh, what I'm going to do for the community, like these little flyers and shit. They've been, like, putting them on my door and stuff, and got me thinking. I've been kind of looking into it, checking it out. There's something interesting going on in uh, the province of Ontario, Right? Um, Ontario, the province of Ontario, Canada, we recently got a new premier. That's like, um, generally speaking, the advocate, the federal advocate for our province, to my understanding. The premier. Premier Doug Ford. Uh oh! Doug Ford. The brother, the older brother of Crack Smokin' Rob Ford, the um, international uh, sensation drawing, drawing heat to the city of Toronto 
Rob Ford with his crack-smoking shenanigans, his bolstering, boneheaded manner. Unfortunately, he passed away, so I don't want to speak too much about him, but he kind of rubbed the city the wrong way. A lot of his values, per se, were kind of out of line with, like, the... To be on the PC side of this, to be on the politically correct side of this, a lot of his sentiments were more or less suburban, outskirts, more of a more on the outskirts of the GTA, um, Greater Toronto Area, more of more on the more of the outside aspect of um, Ontario versus the downtown Toronto, where I live, the GTA. So um, basically put, a lot of his sentiments and feelings didn't really mirror downtown Toronto. Toronto, the city of Toronto. He was more like, um, you know, on the outskirts, more or less. You know, rural Ontario, his sentiments. So um, he didn't really strike a chord with a lot of um, Torontonians. They didn't really seem to like him very much, this uh, Rob Ford. He passed away a couple years ago. Now his older brother, Doug Ford, this fucking bonehead, he's, um, he's now the premier of Ontario. Same thing's going on, to my understanding, um, to break it down generally. He's been in office for like, I don't know, two months Something like that. Well, he's done this controversial move during this election season. Um, He has cut the number of city councillors, representatives of 47 different wards, different wards, areas of the uh, Ontario, GTA. Uh, Ontario, GTA, whatever. I'm not too sure exactly if it's like, um, I think it's the, yeah, the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. So like of the city, he counted, he cut like the uh, number of councillors in half, right? There were 47 councillor seats, right? 47, 47 different representatives in this municipal election, potentially, Well, he cut that number in half, so now there's something like, uh, it's not exactly half, but it's like, you know, like 25 or something like that now. He cut it significantly. So that just means less representation among the different areas of the city. Less representation, less democracy. And he's going, oh, it's going to save the taxpayer. Well, it really just severs... uh, our representation and our democratic process where it's like you can't just squash people's voices and say oh we want less representation there to save money well what what money are you trying to save the whole point of a an elected official is to speak for the voice of the the people that elect them the democrat the democracy that elects them right so the long and short of it is um yeah he cut the the number of ward representatives in this uh, municipal election down to 25 from 47. And um, that's an issue in this upcoming election. Uh, 
not so much in terms of um, for the foreseeable future for Doug Ford, because um, one of the things that he has done is he's enacted the, I don't want to talk too much about this because I really don't know, but it's something like, uh, what is it? It's like the non-disclosure agreement, the non the non-withstanding clause, meaning basically his um, idea of cutting the, the ward representatives in half, it obviously didn't fly in, in, uh, in Congress or in, in the Constitution, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It didn't fly in the halls of justice. So it was, um, it was um, appealed. Well, Doug Ford, he enacted this non-withstanding clause, which basically says, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna, as the premier, I'm going to push forward my agenda of cutting the ward representatives in half. And this non-withstanding clause basically means, even though it, it was not constitutionally imposed, this, um, this uh, proposal of his to cut the uh, representatives in half, nonetheless, it, it will carry on till at least the sunset of his term, his term as premier. So it's like a band-aid solution saying that it's not written in the constitution or the whatever, blah, 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 but it will be imposed during his tenure as premier. And the fucked up thing is it's just like squashing democracy in general. You know, it's just like to cut the amount of elected representatives of an area means you're cutting off the amount of voices that these people like them or not they work with communities to get a sense of what's going on to bring up issues in legislature in parliament take it to the queen so yeah it's kind of a fucked up thing so, you know, that's something I'm thinking about during this election, right? Because a couple of the candidates uh, for this, uh, for um, councillor election, they're mentioning this and this and that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, I'm going to try to get into it. That's something I want to get more into is like um, politics. Because as I just explained to you, it was kind of choppy, kind of wavy, whatever. You know, I'm just flying on the, off the cuff trying to explain to you how I see um, the process and some of the issues that are going on with this uh, Toronto municipal election, but like I'm, I'm like a fucking you know like I'm a novice in the whole political game. I don't really follow up on shit, read shit or whatever. But when I do, I could pick it up in a heartbeat. Like I read a couple articles, I read, I did a little bit of research, and boom, I explained it fairly well. I think. I mean, it was kind of choppy, kind of um, you know. Maybe I should have just played um, heads up, thumbs up, let's play seven up with y'all motherfuckers. But I was trying to educate you. You know, bring me an apple, I'm your fucking teacher. So, you know, I, I kind of did an okay job of explaining it, I feel. Even though I understand it might have been a little hazy. But I mean, like, fuck, I just read about it today. And I, I was hearing about it in the news the last couple of weeks and stuff. And, you know, that's really how basic some of these issues can be. Like, you just kind of read about it, and it's like, yo, just use your common sense. What's with all this filibustering, blah, 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 bullshit? 
And it's so obvious and apparent when somebody's just trying to show their balls and, um, you know, hold on to the reins of power and they're not really for the people. They enact crazy laws like that. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good idea to just, like, silence people. We're going to cut off all your streams of, um, um, of um, input and um, retort, reply, all your avenues of um, expression. We're just going to cut right off and, um, you know, make your voice even uh, quieter, more or less. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, looking forward to kind of, you know, I might be, I may, I might go vote. Uh, well, I mean, I will go vote. I mean, I might as well. But um, I don't know. I might kind of start looking into this stuff a little bit more because it's pretty interesting. And, um, you know, why not? The time is now. Get involved in your community. Oh, Yes. And as, and as if you're on the podcast, um, as you've been a listener, or if you're not in a listener or whatever, um, something new that's going on with me, um, I have got a new job. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. New job. Um, I've been going back and forth trying to get um, more steady work because I'm a temporary laborer at the moment. And, um, you know, it kind of facilitates my stand-up comedy, my acting. It gives me, like, the flexibility to just kind of do what I want. To not really do what I want, but um, be flexible to, um, you know, yeah, go out for auditions, go do shows, this, that, and the other, right? Well, I need to start generating more income. That way I can start producing some better shows. So, um, I got this new job, and... Uh, I've been speaking about my trials and tribulations getting a new job um, on the past couple episodes. And um, so now i got this new job. And I'm very thankful for it. Um, I'm a custodian. I'm a janitor, see? Yeah, I mop things up. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, um, I was thinking about it. Like, I'm basically a janitor. <laughs> and, um, you know, I remember I, it got me thinking back to, like, um, my days in school. We had a janitor janitor and he uh he was a um he was a really cool dude his name was bubba hey guys how's it going bubba and he's like you know he's like this little short fire plug this little short stocky dude and he'd walk around with his little handlebar mustache and um forearm tattoos and he'd chain smoke cigarettes outside with his little beer gut and he knew all the kids in the area and they all liked him and he was a very nice guy and i think he had a motorcycle and people knew that you know you could go by his house sometimes, and he'd just be working on his motorcycle, drinking a beer, having a smoke. Hey, it's Bubba. Bubba the janitor. Hey, it's Bubba. And we used to make fun of him, like, hey, Bubba. Yeah, get, your hands on any, get your hands on any smooth young boys today, huh? How you doing, Bubba? Touch a child today, Bubba? We used to, like, crack jokes that he was a pedophile and shit. I'm like, he tried to grab my cock. Like, we used to make fun of him all the time. Oh, Bubba's a queer. Sorry about that. We were kids. And, um, you know... But, and it gets me laughing now because, like, now I'm a fucking janitor. <laughs> All these jokes and shit I was making fun of Bubba for, you know, poor old bastard. Now I'm doing his job. But, you know what? That's the beauty of my soul. Even back then, I never really disrespected the man for being a janitor. I just thought, it's kind of funny, you know? It is, it is funny, like, you clean up things for a living. Like, 
you're mopping the floor, you're cleaning a toilet. <laughs> you don't get more real than that, right? So, well, aside from being a fucking child soldier, it doesn't get any more real than that, you know, like being a janitor. So, like, um, it's like, yeah. And I see, like, um, even then, though, back as a child, I, I never disrespected Bubba. And I was actually pretty cool. Like, a lot of the kids would, like, you know, they'd piss on the floor. Or they'd, like, overflow the toilet just to piss him off or whatever, right? Bubba. But I didn't do that. I was pretty cool. I, uh, I respected the man. So I respect this new job. It's kind of cool. It's, uh, I work in nights. I'm going to get the hours. And uh, it's going to help the comedy career. And it's actually the perfect job for me right now at the moment. And I'm thankful for it. Um, but like in my typical manner, I can always find something to bitch about. I got this coworker and, uh, she's a nice lady. She's a Filipino, Filipino lady. And hello there, John. Hi, John. And very nice to work with you, John. Very nice to meet you, John. We go and we sweep and we mop, mop the floor and we clean the toilet. And we mop and sweep and dust and uh, vacuum and uh, that's the things that we do in this job, John. So it's very nice to meet you, John. This little Filipino lady, right? Um, gorgeous, little cute, little nice um, Filipino lady. But like where I get fucking worked up and where I get my fucking, you know, I get up on my hind legs, you know, as they say, you know, I get up on my hind legs and my dander gets up, you know, a little hot around the collar. is when people are anxious, Anxiety is a motherfucker. I can't stand it. I've been combating anxiety my entire life, always trying to look for ways to diffuse it. My mother was an anxious woman. It was always, what are you kids doing? Speaking of anxiety, cops! Oh, it's Doug Ford coming to get me. How dare you talk about my fucking uh, blah, 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 cut off the fucking um, elected ward proposal act. Of 2018. How dare you? Fuck off. Ford Nation my ass. Ford Nation my left foot. But anyway, um, yeah, anxiety. It's like I've been combat- combating that my whole life. Like, my mother was an anxious person. Then when I'd go to school, the teachers were always trying to fucking tell you what to do and micromanage you to fucking death. Go out for recess, come back from recess, go to the gym, come back from gym, do this, homework, blah, 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 blah. Then they try to fucking be cute the last two minutes of class. Heads down, thumbs up, let's play seven up. Like shove it and hoop it up your fucking ass, you anxious motherfucker. Right? So I don't like anxiety. So, this little Filipino lady, she's very anxious all the time. Okay, we got to go do this and the mop and do this and vacuum over there, John. Come on, John, let's do this, John, blah, 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 blah. Like, she's so anxious. Needlessly. It's like, she showed me over the last couple days the job, what we're supposed to do. And she's got all this um, needless anxiety. So, um, here's a fucking perfect example. And it's just the shit that makes me scratch my head and wonder. Like, I must have something good coming around the corner because... Am I the only one who sees these things? Am I the only one who sees just the basic bullshit of it all? Obviously I'm not, but like sometimes I feel like I am, right? Because, you know, the world is mine. But, um, like for example, we're supposed to carry around with us 
a walkie-talkie on the new job, right? We're supposed to have these walkie-talkies with us. That way we can um, communicate, let's say, if you know one of us goes for break or she's in a different area, and also for safety, right? Because we're working at night just in case somebody comes into the building, just so we can always have a source of communication between us, right? It's a big, it's a big space that we, uh, we do our custodial work in, and we just want to make sure we're always in contact. And it's this heavy-ass fucking walkie-talkie, too. It's not exactly light. It's like, um, it's like two-pound, pound-and-a-half, two-pound walkie-talkie that we have to latch onto our um, belt. And she goes, um, my coworker, she comes up to me the other day, and she goes, Okay, John, here, John, here's the walkie-talkie, John. I want you to carry this with you, John. She hands me the walkie-talkie. I'm looking at it. There's buttons missing. It doesn't seem to be working. It seems to be out of order. I'm trying to fuck around with this walkie-talkie, try to fix it, try to see how to use it. I'm pretty good with electronics. I can figure things out pretty quickly. Well, it's becoming apparent to me that the, that the walkie-talkie doesn't work. Then I look over at the wall of backup walkie-talkies. There's like 10 brand new walkie-talkies sitting on the charger, just itching to be used, just eagerly sitting there to be used. Oh, yeah, come use me. Use and abuse me. Use me, I like it. Oh, like these, these brand new walkie-talkies, I'm looking at them. So she had the choice between using the new walkie-talkies that obviously work or the beat-up, fucking button-missing, static, 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 don't static, don't start nothing, won't be nothing, static. These fucking static-laden, fucking beat-up, fucking garbage-shoot, fucking defective walkie-talkies. She uses the broken walkie-talkie instead of the brand-new ones. So I go over to her, and I'm like, oh, hey, um, I don't think these walkie-talkies work. I mean, uh, let me see that. No, they work, they work, they work, John. They take it, it work. No, I mean, can you show me? So then she takes the walkie-talkie, and she's looking at it. I, I, I don't, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just use this one for that. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Okay, first of all, it does matter. What if something happens? What if we are working in different areas, and you slip and hurt yourself, and you need my help? Then you have to contact me. If you can't contact me, how am I supposed to help you? And secondly, if it truly doesn't matter, why do we have to carry them? They're like two pounds. That's pretty heavy to just have weighted on your belt. Like this clunky fucking weight on your belt, just carrying it around. If it doesn't matter, why are we carrying them to begin with? Of course, I didn't say it like that, right? But that's, that's my point. And she goes, oh, oh, oh okay, John, I mean, let me see over here. Let me go over here. And then she finally like gets the walkie-talkies that do work. And I'm just like... You know, it's a brand new job. I want to have a good fucking um, attitude. But, you know, as I'm getting, as I, as I have more experience and as I go on and on in my life, I start to see anxiety and stupid situations. And it's just like my patience is at a fucking zero tolerance platform at the moment, so to speak. I just, it just gets my dander up, right? It gets all fucking, gets all hot under the collar, you know, fucking winding up on my spine, man. Everything not be I read when people just be stupid and anxious. Like, use your fucking common sense. 
It's not a fucking big deal if we take a second to figure out the walkie-talkie situation. We don't have to run and flit about like with chickens with our fucking heads cut off. It's not a life and death situation. Let's just take a moment, figure out the fucking walkie-talkies and get on with the motherfucking sweeping and mopping. His other co-worker, he's another Filipino guy, right? Hello, John. Hi, John. Good to see you, John. We're like, um, we're in like the men's change room. We're cleaning the men's change room. And there's like, um, there's like a showering area, right? Um, there's like a gymnasium and like, and there's also like a shower locker room. So we're in the locker room and we're, um, we're cleaning. Now, here's the thing about this guy. Like I said, he's Filipino. And um, obviously, English is not his first language. But that's not the issue. Because we have sat and had conversations. Hello, John. How are you, John? So, John, are you, do you have any brothers or sisters, John? Okay, John. You have a sister and a brother, John. How's your mother and your father, John? Oh, okay, John. Oh, that's very nice. I'm a married man myself. I have three children. I got a daughter, a son, and I have a mortgage, and this is my third job. Like, we've had conversations. He can talk. He can speak English well, and I can understand him. Well, here's where anxiety rears its ugly head. Ugly head. Here's where anxiety rears its ugly head. We're fucking working in the men's shower room. <laughs> mm. we're, we're working in the men's shower room, and he's... Okay, John, I, I mean, okay, John, we gotta scrub the floor, we gotta scrub the floor, John. We're, like, in the men's shower room, and he's going... He's just going fucking, fucking bonkers, bananas, ape shit, fucking titties to the wind. He's just... Okay, John, we gotta do this, John, we gotta get this done, John, 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 John. I'm like, yo, man, you gotta use your fucking words. You can't just talk to me in a series of guttural groans and squawks and oinks and fucking animal noises. Like, he's just like wildly gesticulating and pointing at me. I was like, what do you want? What the fuck? Okay, first, number one, calm down. Number two, stop being a pussy. Number three, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, I can't communicate with you in a series of gesticulating nonsense and guttural tones and mumbles and squawks and oinks and shit and fucking muttering. Use your goddamn words at me, son. I'm like, what? What do you? What do you want? And he's he's pointing at this fucking. Um, I'm cleaning the shower. I'm on, I'm on my hands and knees in the fucking on the shower, scrubbing the floor, all for the love of stand-up comedy, people. You think I'm doing that because I want to be a janitor? You think I'm doing this because I want to be fucking Bubba, my fucking junior high school janitor? I'm doing this because I'm a fucking comedian, actor, trying to get my shit going, right? This is the shit you got to do when you're doing labor of love, baby. This is paying your taxes, motherfuckers, right? So I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing this fucking floor. I'm with a fucking toothbrush. I got fucking suds and fucking Mr. Clean up my fucking nostrils. John, John, over here, John, John, scrub the floor, John, 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 John. What? What? What do you want? What's the emergency? I'm scrubbing the motherfucking floor. What do you want? John, John, John. He's pointing at the fucking shower head. I'm like, you want me to touch the shower head? You want me to... What? So, so I grab the shower head, right? And all of a sudden... <laughs> fucking water's going everywhere. I'm getting water over my pants. I'm spraying him with the, the fucking shower hose. <laughs> Fuck! You bumbaclot! So that's what I'm talking about. Anxiety. It's no big fucking thing. 
If I could, if I could change the world, if I could speak some sense to this man, I'd say, listen. Number one, calm down. Number two, stop being a pussy. Number three, use your words. Stop being so fucking anxious. It's not a big deal. John. So anyway, but God bless him. You know, he's a he's a very hardworking. Uh, immigrant <laughs> he's a hard-working man you know he's got three lovely children a wife a mortgage and um you know he's a hard worker he does a good job um you know he and i you know um that's another cool thing about this job too what's so great about it is um you know it uh you know making the money um uh, hopefully i'll be able to get the the producing of some shows going soon but um there's also like um you work hard, John, and you play hard, John. You work hard, you play hard. So we were busting our, we bump, we bust our hump to get work done, but then we take like a fucking hour and a half break. So it's balling, you know, in the middle of my shift, I just go sit down and I just write jokes for like an hour and a half, chill out. Sometimes I go to the gym, right? There's a gym in the, in the fucking place where we work. I'll go to the gym. I'm doing like fucking chin-ups. I'm doing bench presses and shit, kettlebells, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm actually, you know, getting some benefit out of being there. A lot of benefit from being there. Aside from, like, the pointless anxiety. But, um, <laughs> it's water off a duck's ass. It's water off a men's shower room floor. Mm. It's water off a fucking, um, you know, penguin's ass. No big deal. And I'm very blessed for that. So, um, that's a little update on the whole, um, work situation. And yes, Nui Blanche was upon us. Nui Blanche. It's like the, um, the yearly arts installation festival in downtown Toronto. Every year in the fall, you know, end of September, early October, the city turns into like this art installation piece. Hundreds, maybe thousands of artists around the city, from around the world, whatever. They come to the downtown Toronto and they erect works of art so yeah the city gets turned into an arts canvas there's little installation pieces this that and the other all over the city and it's very interesting and um you know uh i'm so grateful for um where life has taken me because you know like nui blanche is known as like a fucking party in toronto right like people are walking around getting drunk in public People call it, um, there's this one thing they call like the city lights or something. It's when you do like, you drop acid in mushrooms and then you go to Nui Blanche. Whoa, and you're seeing shit. Like a couple years ago, I remember I fucking, um, I ate a handful of mushrooms and I was drinking like, I drank like a fifth of, uh, you know, uh, a Mickey of fucking, um, what is it? I drank like a Mickey of, um, of rye, rye whiskey. You know, I was on mushrooms. I drank a fucking fifth of whiskey. Hey, Slim, I drank a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? You know that song by Phil Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't and Phil saw it on his show and then he found him? That's kind of like us, Slim. You could have rescued me from drowning. Now it's too late and I'm on a thousand downers now. I'm drowsy. And all I wanted was a lousy letter or a call. I hope you know I ripped all your pictures off the wall. I love you, Slim. We could have been together. Think about it. You ruined it now, and I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats you too, and you can't breathe without me. 
I was on a thousand downers now, I'm drowsy. Yeah, like, you know, Nuit Blanche is a great time to get fucked up. So like, you know, I was on mushrooms, I drank all this fucking whiskey, I was drinking beers, looking at all these crazy fucking pieces of artworks and shit. It was just trippy. Carnival shit, right? You know, and uh, it's just crazy how far life can take you, because that's where I was three years ago, Nuit Blanche of um, 2015, downtown Toronto, Nuit Blanche, 2015. I was on mushrooms, drunk. I started, I was looking at all these people doing all this installation artwork and shit, right? I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll do a little show. I'm an artist. Maybe I'll do a little impromptu show. So I went and I stood outside like a Popeye's restaurant. You guys know Popeye's chicken? Mmm, Popeye's chicken, right? Try our new ghost pepper ranch cornbread chicken. You know that black chick with that fucking mop on her head, that fucking weave? You know, mmm, Popeye's chicken. So I stood outside a fucking Popeye's chicken. I was drunk. I was on mushrooms. It was Nuit Blanche 2015, and I just started screaming, Louisiana fast, love that chicken from Popeye's. Come on down, everybody. Step right up. One and all. Come down to fucking Popeye's chicken. Yes, chicken, chicken, chicken. Louisiana fast. I was just like standing on the corner going black man crazy, right? People are laughing and clapping and applauding, throwing toonies at me and shit. I was off my fucking titties, right? I was fucked. And that was like, you know, just fucking three years ago. Through the grace of God, through the grace of sobriety, through the grace of um, heads up, thumbs down, shut up, let's play seven up. Through the grace of that fucking due diligence, I'm, uh, I'm fucking sober, I'm working. I worked, uh, <clears throat> I worked during this past Nuit Blanche. Nuit Blanche was like um, two days ago, two nights ago or something like that. But, you know, I had a chance to go down and um, it was really exciting. It's such a great time. Um, you know, just, it was exciting, you know, it's the early fall, the weather's getting a little cool, but it's still kind of, um, you know, nice out, and you got some of that, uh, you know, that, I don't know, it's real, it feels really fresh and fog-like and, you know, exciting, you know, that kind of, that, that, uh, that damp, crisp fall air at nighttime, it's really exciting. So I was downtown, um, couple nights ago checking out all the different little artwork you know um i snapped a couple pictures i'll put them up on the website here jonathan dash ramtram the podcast jonathan dash ramtram.com i'll put it up on the podcast website blah 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 a couple pictures that i took from uh, nui blanche this year very very fortunate it was a good time very fun and, um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do going forward this new October, baby. You know, had a little fucking boost in spirit because of this arts festival. Had some boost in spirit because of the new job. Going to go out there and take some um, acting classes, you know, a couple acting workshops just to keep my chops fresh and just to keep myself engaged and interested and present. And, um, you know, just going to keep riding on that positivity wave. Thank you for listening. You boomba clot. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram. Reporting live for duty on this October 1st, 2018. Thank you very much for listening. If you're interested in uh, contacting the podcast with any questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me in your questions, queries, or qualms. 
Till next time, live it, love it, realize it. Jobless. Peace.